This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 13 of season 4, I'm talking with a good friend of mine about my past eating disorder and how she experienced it while not knowing that I had it. Little heads up before we start this episode, at some point my friend references to her weight during high school. It's a little reference, but I think it's something that I should give a little trigger warning for. If you are sensitive for this, please not listen to it. If you are not, by all means, listen to it. It's like two seconds of the whole podcast. So if she's talking about her time in high school, maybe fast forward a little bit to skip that moment. But that's that. So enjoy. So welcome guys and back to the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast and this episode is an episode that I've recorded way back but sadly it got uh, corrupted the file and it's the episode with a very dear and near friend of mine and we are basically going to talk about how she viewed me during the time that we were at the University of Applied Sciences and if she could actually you know got the hints of me having an eating disorder or at least being out of balance because the first two years of the education that we followed I had um, in my personal opinion a full-blown eating disorder and actually the last two years not really or it was declining very much so in this case I will not introduce her because we're going to do this anonymously but I'm so happy to have you here Thank you for being. <laughs> Thank you yeah. very much. And I'm really happy to be here. And let's just say my name is B, the letter B. And we'll call myself B. Yeah, I think that's more of a, like people at least have some reference. Exactly. Well, I am B and uh, I'm also a dietitian and I've uh, studied around the same time as Queenie. We met at the first day and ever since stayed very close and connected. And uh, that's why I feel really honored to go through these questions because I was talking about this with Queenie today. Like there was such a difference from where we met in the start to where we are now. So it's nice to just evaluate how I experienced her throughout that. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. You know, we could do this both ways with how I experienced you, but sadly I was the one with the eating sort of thing. <laughs> so, so, But I mean, in um, some ways yeah. you could also say that about my history, mm, right? I so, mean, would you like to touch upon that? Are you comfortable with that? We'll see how the questions progress, right? <laughs> I think I will touch on it because okay. in the corrupted file, I talked about it as well. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it will pop up in pop this. up and okay. <laughs> so one of the things you know I, I felt that I needed to keep my eating disorder a secret because I didn't want to be that girl with that eating disorder that I would become you know you've seen in our education that there were certain girls that had a certain really body frame that was um, very sometimes very scary they were very on the edge of something and for me in the beginning you couldn't see that well I did had a very petite frame but I was very clever with wearing jackets over my arms so mm-hmm. people couldn't see it but later on I just you know became a healthier weight became a little bit heavier but I you know weight isn't the only indication but it's a big indication for people that are not very familiar with eating disorders yeah could mm-hmm. you notice maybe from that part or the way I dealt with food or my perspective around food that I had an eating disorder yes a very interesting question 
And I think it's a bit complex to answer because I have to say in the first two years you said you had an eating disorder, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say exactly around those first two years, I didn't actually really see you eating or like uh, it wasn't really talked about, you know? Like if I remember it correctly, like the first two years, I didn't really see you eating and this and that. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I do remember vividly, the Queenie I know today, mm -hmm. was the last two years. Like you would just get anything you would crave, even if it wasn't if it wasn't something that's like dietitian proofed, you know, because mm -hmm. we study nutrition and dietetics. So you would expect every day an apple. But Queenie was really realistic. Like would be an apple and then a snicker one day and the other day something else. Yeah. Like you were really realis realistic and not like restrictive in like oh I should have this for my imago or this, this looks better for people, mm -hmm. for my students, for my job. You yeah. were really open and that's the queenie I know today, of course. Mm -hmm. But the first two years, yeah, I, it was really not known. Mm -hmm. and I think the first yeah. two years, if I, you know, for me, if I look back at the last two years in my head, it, prominent that comes upon, you know, what I was doing was a lot of canteen food, a lot of soups with bread and mm -hmm. Snickers and just... The which the last two years yeah the last yeah, two yeah, years yeah, yeah, it was exactly. just a lot of can from the from yeah, our, yeah like you would get the hot dogs like the vegan like ones that. like yeah, that type uh -uh. of stuff right and the first two years I yeah. think for me it was coffee and cola zero yeah exactly like I never that, right? saw you eat yeah, yeah. it's I funny you say that eat. I didn't I no, didn't even uh -huh. know it for myself that you never saw me eat well in my experience in my head yeah. I did eat uh -huh. but maybe secretly maybe then or something maybe. or maybe just when i was working on you know the deck where we have to to work with the laptops that mm -hmm. it would just be then and but not in a few of people interesting yeah but if you say that i mm -hmm. must say in the beginning of my well somewhere in the beginning and middle of my eating disorder i did have problems with people seeing me eat i could definitely yeah. understand that and that was visible for me the first two years like of course at that moment i didn't think like oh why is queenie not eating like mm -hmm. with but it's like it's just you pick up on those things mm -hmm. and uh i mean and yeah i never really thought like oh she has an eating disorder or mm -hmm. this like that's of course not my place to say as a fellow student mm -hmm. but when we look back at it now i can really see how much mm -hmm. you've i don't want to say necessarily grown but like changed yeah, i know? think you could say grown yeah, grown, yeah. Um, perspective-wise with food, yeah. uh, we uh, have a, a classmate. I'm not gonna c call her name here in this in this you know podcast, but yeah. I always told her, uh, you know, food is something that is needed and people are tasty. That's what I always said. So in in Dutch it would be eat is leuk, want het gewoon noodzakelijk kwaad, maar ik vind mensen lekker. I never would say that food is tasty. Oh, it was something that I always had. And, you know, she was always like, what do you mean with that? Yeah. Because I would call people tasty, but food, it was something like, yeah, you know. Bleh. Just get it over with. Get, just get yeah. it over but with. It's basically. also a bit of you because you are like a functional human being, you I know? Yes, it's I like, <laughs> Queen is such a functional yeah. human being. So. It's, it's something that yeah. I, I cannot stand in the kitchen for hours. I exactly. cannot bake. It, it's just not in my system. Mm -hmm. Maybe it happens once or twice a year. Exactly, and that is already a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. But was it something like yeah. with the way I talked about food? Was it something for you that was like, hmm? Does it oh, you mean like I don't want to say uh, red flags, but just like yeah, hmm. the red flags. Yeah, the red yeah, flags. Yeah, okay, red flags. Yeah. I mean, did I have something? I mean, I do have to say I remember throughout our education that we talked about like, hey, how do fellow students? Uh, how was their relationship with food but mm -hmm. I don't think necessarily like with 
yours mm-hmm. i think you were really like also with the jacket example mm-hmm. you said like it was something i had not seen mm-hmm. i was close to you of course but afterwards of course knowing you now you told everything about that and that makes uh i can look back and say like hmm i get it but mm-hmm. at that time i didn't really it was a little bit realize yeah yeah uh, yeah looking at cooking classes that we had i mean I'm we need to at... taste test stuff there. exactly yeah but i feel like throughout the end you were really trying and the mm-hmm. foods in the mm-hmm. beginning i don't remember you doing that yeah. although right? i must say some things that were still horrible and i of do not course. want to try <laughs> those classes but i mean you tried those insects I right think, so i think for my personally yeah. the, the biggest ed moment that i still knew that i had my ed mm-hmm. was that we had this uh teacher liliana and we would do the glucose test yeah and yeah. we would do 50 grams of glucose yeah I and remember. my head it was like okay 50 grams of glucose is xx amount of calories and and I'm going to be sick because I've done that before. Mm-hmm. It was something that I did not want to do. And I still highly think it's more from my ED yeah. than from now. Still today, I don't handle like AA drinks or energy drinks well. Well, mm-hmm. But I was like, hmm. But was think... it because of the calories that you had in mind? Or was it just like, yeah, oh, I this is a sugar the, I think the functionalness of it. Like 200 calories for what? For nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And normally yeah. I wouldn't talk about calories in this podcast. But I think exactly. it's a good thing to just give away. Because we needed to drink sugar water to see how, how our blood sugar would regulate. Would <laughs> and I was like, mm? no. So I truly believe that that was my ED definitely interesting Mm -hmm. exactly and it's very interesting because i know the queenie that i have now in Mm -hmm. front of me and the way we talk about food so openly so it's very beautiful to see Mm -hmm. how you've grown from that part to there so because now i i think nine out of ten times i would say no to food because either ibs problems (laughs) (laughs) or or is maybe something i just really don't fancy but there are a few products that i do not fancy so basically that Definitely. Interesting. Um, How do you find me interacting with food nowadays? How do I find you? Oh, interesting question. Interesting Mm -hmm. question. Yeah, I mean, I love the way you look at food and uh, uh, how do I say the whole concept around it. I mean, I can talk with Queenie really open about it nowadays. And with talking open, even how we feel food right now in our own life. Like, hey... I want to, for example, lose weight or, hey, I want to build more strength. And mm-hmm. we're really open to it. And what I love about that is that even though we're dietitians, we're not going to be like, oh, we don't go through certain things. Mm-hmm. And you really have that as well. And I yeah. love that from our relationship that we can just be so open with it. And yeah. I think it's a realistic way of looking at that because you have that too. Like, hey, now I'm going to get some more in the body and or get some less in the body and you can be really yeah. open about I, that be neutral yeah and be looking, neutral yeah, yeah be neutral i think it's unrealistic even for people that influence uh, people with an eating disorder to yeah. think that we do not have off days with our bodies exactly it it's is. not picture perfect it is not picture perfect i think i asked you like two weeks ago like i'm not comfortable in my body at the moment mm-hmm. ibs problems hormone problems it's just everywhere not feeling comfortable can be a tricky place as well for people uh, for person with a past eating disorder exactly uh, thank god yeah, for yeah. me it isn't but it can be a tricky place to be but now because i also think because we have so much knowledge and i think a lot of with the eating disorder thing either you have too much knowledge from something and it backfires or you have too less and now because seeing that field that we have been in from healthcare and mm-hmm. that food can help you and nourish you 
I'm far more neutral when it comes down to if something is wrong with my body, wrong as in it's un- unbalanced. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. look at it neutral and say, okay, this and this is what I need to do. To pick up to the resilience to pick yourself yeah. up again. Yes, so this yeah. this I need to do mm-hmm. to make sure that I feel balanced again. I'm not going to, you know, go in toxic behavior. It, Definitely. Yeah, and yeah, that was yeah. before, it was so different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How did, if you, like, you, what you just like said, now it's so... I would almost say like tranquilo i know what to do and exactly. i'm so yeah. chill about it if you look at it during my during during our education yeah how do you thought my way of dealing with food was yeah that's uh just like you said i the way you looked at food it was really unknown i mean we were just studying and doing our things but it was something that was not talked about it was just mm-hmm. vague you know yeah. and uh i wonder like how come we never really discussed it or anything else like that? It just mm-hmm. was never really a topic. Mm-hmm. And later, as you became more open to it, those kind of topics came up. But I also think, uh, I talked with Queenie about this today as well, that I am not a person that's going to force to bring some topics up. Mm-hmm. I think it's your story. It's mm-hmm. your when you bring it up. Yeah. I'm not just going to assume something, you know? Yeah, true. And I think that's how it was from the start, you know? Yeah. So it was something not really talked about. It was unknown. So we vibed mm-hmm. through that. And as yeah. the years progressed, you became more open with it. And I had also more conversation topics. I started to become more open about mm-hmm. it. You started to become more yeah. open with it. And that's how it kind of flowed. But before, Definitely. like, it's it's really a gray area. We don't... Uh, I don't think yeah. so. I do yeah. think when I look back at it, I know that I always said, you know, I'm a person that eats everything. So that was something that I think for my eating disorder, because I knew how toxic it would be for me, at least, to become vegan, vegetarian, stuff like that. Yeah. Either my body didn't want it or it would be too restrictive. So I did know that it was something that I always, you know, threw out there from, you know, I'm not gonna eat that way because I, it would be counterproductive for recovery. And then that's the part of people being tasty and food being ne- necessity necessity the functional part let's see and it's funny yeah. because you know for me the the telling that I had an eating disorder that actually only happened in the end of the past the fourth year during this uh, thesis I interesting think. yeah because I started yeah, recording yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think in April during the finishing you know of our education it mm-hmm. really felt like some strange coming out i would almost say yeah because uh, if i can (laughs) interrupt you Mm -hmm. but i remember uh like you started from the beginning already with blogging like online and stuff Mm -hmm. so you didn't mention it before in those blogs no 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 and a funny what made you do it actually like yeah it always went also so i wanted to have a platform that could you know grow bigger and that i would be comfortable with but every time i started blogging about you know the standard I almost say BS topics like weight loss and yeah. gain. Uh, I think it didn't hit off like it did now because it wasn't near and dear to me like it was with eating disorders. Hence why you always were deleting it. That was a funny story. <laughs> I was like, every other week, Queenie would just delete everything she had on there. Yeah, because I couldn't resonate with what I was oh. writing. Of course, you know, I help people nowadays yeah, with yeah. it. But if uh-huh. I always say to people, if I introduce myself, I'm for first form uh, first and foremost always the eating disorder dietitian and then all the other things fall into place definitely, and i think definitely. that's why this is doing well as well because we almost have like ten thousand. wow as so. you deserve so i mean she's doing it great i'm loving it and thank you oh. i really am i'm really <laughs> proud of her okay, so, so i think that that's the thing as well i was really conflicted in should i take that you know basic yeah 
basic B. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basic it is B what it is. I mean, dietitian yeah. Yeah. pet, or should I do something that is really comfortable but also uncomfortable for me to tell? Exactly. But that's also the thing, right? The things we do that are uncomfortable leads us to growth, and it's also yeah. it makes you and it brings out a story that could help other people. Yeah. You know, and I think as we both have it, like we really want to generally help people. Definitely. And with doing that, things that are close to you, you will get the most fulfillment for yourself, but also from mm-hmm. other people. And, and I mean, that's what we want, right? Yes, and at the end of the day, it also gives you some a sense of uh, self-security as in being proud on yourself. And that's why mm-hmm. always when it comes down for people for recovery, yeah. I always tell them, you know, to tackle their fear foods, to tackle that, that one thing or m- multiple things that give them anxiety because... If you go over that bridge and it feels normal to do like three meals a day or and three snacks or stuff like that, you feel so proud because you've shown yourself that, you know, the thought you had was just a bullshit thought. Exactly. That you got the power. Yeah. And that's the thing. Often we are in this power conflict from, you know, who is here, the, Mm -hmm. the boss, the eating disorder or me. And the moment you can put yourself over your eating disorder, that's... Yeah, exactly. That's that powerful Very moment. Very applause. <laughs> yes. I Definitely. was wondering. Yeah. Uh, what are your own thoughts on people with an eating disorder? What are my own thoughts on people with an eating disorder? Well, we talked about this uh, in the previous, of course, that mm-hmm. got corrupted. What I said that is like you know, just like as we learn in school, you have like bulimia, anorexia. Like you have different criteria. One is like you have to be this weight and that way. Of course, those standards exist. But how I see. An eating disorder is just, uh, yeah, that it's just food is on your mind the whole day, you know, mm-hmm. it just takes over your life just as no. how you experience it and that you just are not able to enjoy other activities of life and other things that are going around. And I think also it's something, it's really difficult for other people to understand. Mm-hmm. It takes uh, a lot of like compassionate and like understanding to get how they feel and those are the things that are not written really in those uh, baselines of like the nutrition and dietetics like everywhere it's just really generic yeah. while it's so complex like mm-hmm. it's even like the eating disorder has like impact on a relationship to everything it has yeah. an every That's sort well. of part of your brain structure like if you're going to a, going for a walk with your dog what is on your mind if it takes over the food, like the food before, or mm-hmm. I have a dinner next Monday and Tuesday, I have a dinner with my boss. Oh, two dinners back to back, like those kind of things. Yeah, it's really broad. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that uh, if I look at it, and I'm just gonna share this story. I think I maybe shared it before, but if I didn't, uh, we have the dean that helps you out with psychological problems or with, uh, you know, that maybe you you got uh, you were sick for the, you know, your exam, and that's that's why why he she or they can help you out. But um, in this case, I had a lady that I explained, you know, I have an eating disorder. Um, I actually fueled a little bit of habits that I had because I was then in my not very great part, well, a little bit better than before, part of my eating disorder. So I maybe for you it's strange, but if I share this for, I think, the fast group that's listening to this, mm-hmm. I could really drink two liters of cola a day. Like no, I don't zero. think it's strange at all. Yeah. So I shared that with her, and yeah. she actually threatened me to throw me off the education. What? Yes. That's so weird. <laughs> I had that convo with her. But that's why people don't open up, because that's, they yeah. get punished. Yeah. And yeah. I, I find got, that horrible. I got, like, directly punished. Oh she was, I was like, okay, I'm getting, I'm horrible. going here to be listened to. Hopefully to she vulnerable, understands. Open. Yeah, vulnerable. And I got punished, and then I got... 
conversation on who has it worse because we're all both women of color. Oh god. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Because I started I was crying there, but I also just wanted to beat the shit out of her. I can imagine. So, so I, yeah, that convo actually made me like you know how it was in the education part i wanted to just finish the first year and have all my points yeah but i also uh-huh. wanted to enjoy what i'm doing there but when i had that conversation with her i was like bitch you're not gonna throw me off this education exactly. so eventually i i think i came in the top three but i wasn't busy with that she eventually told me at the yeah. end of the year of like the students that were excelling beautiful <laughs> and then i started working of course for yeah. for the school and at some point i worked for her uh employer and i needed to schedule things in and we were at a party and she was like what are you doing here and i'm like i work here Damn. and she, <laughs> she was like what the fuck you know yeah <laughs> like, it changed so much and i could see that she was like proud but intimidated as well but it was very strange but that's the thing that it's exactly with these questions like what are your thoughts like at that point you were kind of mm-hmm. i don't want to say necessarily judged on but kind of was judged you were judged on and, and, and i think that's and that's awful. why i didn't want to be that girl with the eating disorder yeah. because even certain teachers of us they had like stigmas over people yeah. that are vegan and i was hearing exactly. it and i was like oh my god you know they're just in the face they're in their face exactly. like it's that. like those baselines like you mm-hmm. have these standard uh, like standard lines right you mm-hmm. are this or like bulimia or like with eating or with everything with vegan vegetarian yeah but how we look at it more is like broad and not like picture perfect written because it's so broad it's so broad and even back we had i think it did the email in the beginning of the year of last year that i wrote to our psychologist teacher like i don't think those um you know lessons are enough for people and we should do it better like Mm -hmm. can i give lessons about eating disorders on school because you're not my personal opinion not doing it right wow yeah yeah uh, what did they say <laughs> i think she wasn't having it oh really <laughs> yeah but i was like yeah. you know fuck it i needed to say that yeah because um two powerpoints on eating disorders maybe in total 35 40 slides oh, for four years education you cannot tell me that it's just those that generic di- <laughs> that lines a, from yeah, wikipedia like, that know? a dietitian is ready to help yeah, somebody yeah, with an yeah, eating yeah, disorder yeah, definitely. that's why often at least in my personal opinion, I always think it's very good for whatever you have, eating disorder or IBS or, I don't know, um, lactose intolerance, that you have somebody that knows what you're going through. Because yeah. otherwise people are going to say shit. Yes, true. They're just going to be true. generic as fuck. Definitely, exactly. And that's what I mean, because from my own background, because I've touched on the, I don't want to necessarily put the label eating disorder or this, but I tapped, I had some behaviors of that as well. And it's something like in the family as well, genetic. Mm-hmm. So I can really have that empathy and understand where it's coming from. But mm-hmm. I can understand from other people who are not in that yeah, I don't want to mm-hmm. say a circle. Yeah. For them, it's really difficult to understand. But yeah. I think for those people, it's so important mm-hmm. because it could be your sister, it could be your neighbor, it could be your mother. Mm-hmm. And it's important to have to know your role and how you can be there for them, you know, yeah. that they don't feel punished and that yeah. they don't yeah. feel restricted. Yes. Because that's also a big thing because we're already so hard on ourselves and it's mm-hmm. nice if the other people got our back, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, my next question was, <laughs> you know, like, do you have yourself an experience with an eating disorder? So you don't have an experience with an eating disorder, but maybe disordered eating tendencies. Yes, disordered eating tendencies. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. that exactly. I mean, it started from a really young age already. I mean, I was as a child always uh, pretty overweight and around my... 16th of uh yeah birthday around that year of my 16th i was like 85 kilos mm-hmm. 
which was or 86 85 something like that and um around that time i remember it was like the first day of school and i was just sitting alone because i think also that weight and the way i looked at food uh as like in primary school i was 10 11 i would do crash diets and like coffee and like made strict diets for myself with just sauerkraut and veggies for example mm -hmm. but anyway back to the high school the first day i was sitting alone and there were like two boys like walking across and one wanted to sit with me and the other boy was like but she's so fat why would you want to sit next oh. to her yeah oh my god that's so shady oh it was so shady it was so like at that time i would just cry my eyes out of course i didn't do mm. it next to them there um while if i would it would be totally normal of course but at that age you're just like okay suck it up suck it up you know mm -hmm. and i remember i got home and i took a little paper and i wrote i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna do it i'm tired of this of being judged down my whole life as like i took this role of being quiet and not assertive because of my weight because i didn't mm -hmm. feel the confidence you know and having these yo-yo effects because always i was losing weight by strict dieting or eating too much because i want it and I mean, I was like a young age already fighting with my mom, like, I want to eat more, why can't I eat more? So there was like things going on from, uh, yeah, a childhood that was uh, quite difficult, the structure of my childhood, like the forced parents, this and that, and that of course has impact as well. And uh, anyway, back to the paper, I wrote it down and yeah, throughout that, I always felt like it's you against the world. And I think that's something with disordered eating as well. It's mm -hmm. always, it feels like you're alone in it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. I got that, and I mean, as I was growing up, I would hear it from family members. Even like one time at a restaurant, my aunt was like, "Yeah, a lot yeah, the of body, weight." The body shaming. The body shaming, yeah. of course, from everyone. And I know they don't mean it bad or anything, but at that times I was just crying in public because it really mm -hmm. hurt me, and that really impacted uh, me in the way I am as a dietitian today and as a human being of an. A person that dealt with those things because it does truly change you as a person mm -hmm. and that's what I love that I can talk with Queenie about it like sometimes if I still have those struggling moments that I can be like hey I want to be open with you and talk about it and she can just shake me up and say like hey mm -hmm. Bahar this and that and it's vice really versa. yeah mm -hmm. vice versa yeah. it's really nice to have that because like we said it's not a linear line uh it's not that you're always at uh, how does i'm not like cured or anything or something like i still have sometimes yo-yo effects with my weight but i just try to look more at it like okay this and that and have the reasons and what am i gonna do it and not as much as a punishment as i used to do mm -hmm. so that's the difference in that but i can definitely see like from my childhood to where i am now i've been through a lot with food yeah, and awesome. I remember in turkey i mean i was like I wanted to eat a chocolate bar and I literally contacted Queenie from <laughs> Turkey to Holland like I want it but I don't know like mm -hmm. like something so small took over a mm -hmm. big part of my day like should yeah. I eat a chocolate bar or yeah. not Definitely. while it, for other people it would be like what are you worrying about you know mm -hmm. but with someone that has like that background of yeah. what they've been through with food and always having to think about it with like black coffee 
suppressing appetite, those kind of tongues, it really mm -hmm. changes your thoughts about yeah, food. Uh, uh. Normally, I would be kind of wary by saying that, but I know a lot of us of the listeners know that the coffee, the cola zero, the chewing yeah. gum, they're all elements that have their impact on uh, satiation. Yeah. But I just, you know, the thing is funny what you said, because I told you, you, you apped me today. You were like, okay, at 12, we're, we're going to have lunch or brunch. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And I feel like, oh, well, you're having me. The is yeah, yeah. And like, you were having me and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm eating a Snickers, right? Having <laughs> me this. And the funny thing is, is that I think yeah. throughout the years, what I learned the most, and that's why I always have those strange breakfasts, is that, you know, yeah. people say to me, why are you eating a Snickers bar in the morning? Why are you eating pasta in the morning? I don't have any food rules because of Amazing. everything that happened with that. Amazing. I'm like, I wake up, do I want to have a candy bar? Yeah. yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna eat that. And you know, it works so well. I know you advertise this as well. Advertise, it sounds weird, <laughs> but, but I always tell my clients that as well because it's funny, like, uh, I see that with some clients too. Then they have, like, for example, morning, and like uh, afternoon, mm -hmm. it's like per picture perfect. It's yeah. like the perfect, like, you know, like you quark or quark. What was that? It's quark. quark. It's yes, it's this, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. with some blueberries and a little bit of like oatmeal. And then the lunch is like picture perfect too, like an egg omelet. And then, for example, no bread. And then throughout the evening, I yeah. see that mm -hmm. I don't want to say like binging, but it just it's goes, a, it's, it's, a, it's a binging. binging. Type, yeah. And mm -hmm. I told them it happens because of restrictions. And if you mm -hmm. keep that, it just adds up, of course, because Definitely. you're like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. What does the mind say? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I, it's going to yeah. come. And as the day progresses, you get kind of weaker to it and say yeah. yes, more likely. Yeah, yeah. And what happens then? Then you feel really guilty, of course. Of course, I'm just saying it in like, a, how do I say? Generic. A nutshell. <laughs> a nutshell. Yeah, a nutshell yeah. It's mm -hmm. obviously more complex, but it, generically, it turns out always as saying not to be, to be. Yeah, yeah it turns about that like it's important to be not too restrictive yeah and, and that is yeah. that is uh disordered eating but it lays so near to eating disorders yeah. so one of the things and also tip tip the, the biggest tip eat what you want so it isn't a big deal for the rest of the day exactly. you don't need to think about it and that's so vital and you know as long as you don't have any diabetes, cholesterol, uh, hypertension, you're just a girl, boy, or non-binary person that just wants to eat something, for God's sake, eat it, and go on with your day. Exactly, exactly. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually, I wish, one of the most valuable things you can learn, also from mm -hmm. our degree. I, we didn't really have that talked mm -hmm. about in our degree, yeah. but I think that's so important to just eat what you want and mm -hmm. move on, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise it's gonna be like a block in your uh, brain cells, yeah, system, right? Really, yeah, yeah. It it blocks like your day, like your day. You're like thinking about it the whole mm -hmm. time. So I really agree. It doesn't matter who you are, mm -hmm. non-binary, she, who, him, H, We're gonna sing Lady Gaga songs now. Wrong podcast. No, that triggered me in a good way. Okay, okay, no, but I agree. Nope, I'm gonna go. A little bit of jump to the end of the podcast because we always yeah. have a time thing that's going on exactly. here. Otherwise, we people love are going to hate us. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is the biggest yeah. advice you would give to a person with an eating disorder? What is the big your the biggest, biggest, yeah, biggest. valuable? Yeah, valuable. Or, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of touched up on that as well. I think the most important thing is. Uh, 
know uh, be open with the people that you really trust and love and can connect with you know because just like with queenie's example with the dean mm -hmm. uh, that was of course that someone that didn't understand it but like the people around you that yeah. can have that openness mm -hmm. and same vulnerability because i also think you know uh, in a way like for example with the dean it also says something about their own openness and vulnerability you know mm -hmm. them not understanding it so know who you have in front of you and mm -hmm. how you can tell it to them and get them more educated on as well because it's really good to be open of course but i can understand that doing that with like ignoring people is really difficult and you have every right to that mm -hmm. like you don't have to open up to people that you don't feel comfortable with no, and that goes with every topic you yeah. know it's like you need to be comfortable with it yourself and feel good about it yourself mm -hmm. and when you do it, it it should feel good you know because you trust and love and the person accepts it that's yeah. one thing besides mm -hmm. that so the people around you is really important and besides that also like we said the restrictiveness part and your thoughts around food and that's also something of course uh queenie does with her instagram and reels and mm -hmm. the podcast of course to uh, yeah open that bridge of being more open mm -hmm. and less restrictive and i think yeah. that's something of course i can easily say it now it's something really difficult but every little day you work on that and that already makes a progress it's not something that could happen of course it's with some people might one thing they hear and they're like whoa life changed but mm -hmm. it, it's a progress you know you come from somewhere and you go from somewhere it's not something fixed or anything else like you said it's mm -hmm. it goes through levels and yeah, it goes through you levels. have setbacks and you have this it's and the it's the same yeah. like a person that like smokes they've tried three four times yeah. and like the fifth time they're like go and then cold turkey and then they go for what they want yeah. i think that the good thing maybe to add on is that not every you don't need to share it with everybody choose exactly your, like choose i your said people wisely. Choose, yes exactly that's like, what i was saying that really the thing like yeah. when i eventually shared it it was like you know everybody was okay with it and i didn't share it with one specific person mm -hmm. and she actually found out through a blog or something that i for maybe proud to be me or fit dot yeah fit i love them now. as well proud yeah. to be me great and and great she, she discovered and she sent me you know that uh, article she's like oh i didn't know and i was like yeah th yeah that's the case but in yeah. my mind it was you know you weren't for me the same person to share that with. exactly exactly so eventually and it's, i think also also one of the biggest advice is you know talking about it gives a lot of lightness of course it's heavy it's a heavy topic but it gives mm -hmm. a lot of breeding area for yourself Definitely. i haven't i only talked about it with one dietitian and my family and dad for four five six years god knows how long so it felt very lonely also because i are you against the world it feels like yeah, yeah well not per se against the no? world but mm -hmm. um for me it was um i didn't felt understood because mm -hmm. i was already a little bit different with the clothing with the heels Definitely. with the uh being a half blood or even more and yeah. um you already are quite lonely because you cannot identify yourself with people mm -hmm. so that makes you very uh solitary in that case and i felt we were just talking about you know how good i can be able to be alone Definitely. and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. also because of these type of things there isn't somebody you know that walk out and say you know oh i belong to that group or to that group mm -hmm. so these types of things that are that's that already is lonely having an eating disorder not sharing that makes it even more lonely mm -hmm. and i just for me personally looking back chose a very wrong path on not sharing it earlier True. with near friends yeah. or 
not finding psychological help. I really thought, you know, it was in the food, but it's not at all. Yeah, it that's is so psychological. Right? It yeah. is so psychological. So, so much, finding so that help and always have a click with the person you get help. Yeah. Because either psychologist or dietitian, if you do not have a click, next. you are going to say, thank you, next. Thank you, next. Because <laughs> <laughs> that person, you're just going to put your middle finger and you're not going to listen. I agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Chose your people wisely and... Yeah, the vulnerability, I mean, it leads to so many beautiful things. I've mm-hmm. seen that with Queenie and I as well, or vulnerability in our relationship yeah, and connection. Strength. It's, it's, it's strength. strength. Like, yeah. honestly, the way we connected over it, it's just, it's mm-hmm. it's out of this world. It's so yeah. beautiful. So it can lead to beautiful things as well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end with that one. <laughs> <laughs> with beautiful things. things we're well. going to end with the beautiful. So thank you so much for listening. If you would like thank to you be for on- having me. <laughs> I was almost there. Oh, I was if, almost yeah. sorry. If you would like to be on the podcast, you can always do so by DMing me to at imstuff underscore com on Instagram, or you can fill in the contact form at imstuff.nl. And in June, there will be group coaching and coaching 101 again. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much, B. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's my turn. I was just yeah. trying to steal the spotlight. Yeah. No. For being on the podcast. Of course. I feel really honored and I'm really yeah. proud of everything you're doing mm-hmm. in your podcast and with your instagram and i think it's beautiful that you want to help these people mm-hmm. so genuinely mm-hmm. like the way queenie talks about this it's really something close to her heart so yeah. thank you for doing okay. this for everyone thank you thank you good redo <laughs> good redo <laughs> okay thanks, thanks guys bye. bye love from b bye Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.